Hello, this is my weekly art practice video stroke podcast entry. As a means to maintain and develop my professional practice and relevant pursuits in a publicly open uh, journal format, so that it can self prompt me to develop and maintain the relevant presentation and communication skills. This endeavour has a significant relationship with recent uh, clinical treatment and lifestyle adaptations that have been incrementally transforming a number of relevant factors in my pursuits, such as how I breathe, how I sound aesthetically, and my ability to concentrate. Likewise, this for this ongoing format, I am looking for more collaborative potentials in the long run, every week or as frequently as I see fit, I upload an entry with an effort to make the delivery as succinct and altogether justifiable as possible, which in time might even work. That is my introductory paragraph that I am now reading at the beginning of each entry. So. First point today, um, as there's some good news actually, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that my second point though. Success on habits. So I've, it's quite notable that in the previous week or two um, there's been, uh, and we're looking at now, an acceleration in productivity. That sounds very kind of um, like a very clinical way of, of, of saying things, but, but but the point is, yeah, I've had, it was a real kind of uh, sequence of obstacles over September, which turns out now was in part, not entirely, but a great deal in part to an electrolyte imbalance of all things, strange or baffling though that may sound, given the lifestyle, recent dietary things I've been adapting to, albeit nearly half a year into them now, um, these imbalances can be uh, a higher risk factor, one can be more susceptible to them, even if the overall health benefits are positive in the long run. Very long story short, I <laughs> turns out I had a huge magnesium deficiency, um, which was just gradually creeping up on me in August and September. And although there were other factors at play incidental to that that might have prompted a kind of a, an unhealthy spiral of increasing fatigue uh, and dropping mood and general lack of energy and Coming to a point, in fact, actually, where I almost um, thought I was developing some kind of clinical depression because everything on the face of it was, I was leading a very healthy life, sleeping a lot, um, exercising, eating extremely healthy food. So it seemed baffling that for weeks upon weeks, I was just getting increasing waves of higher intensity fatigue and um 
huge drops in mood. And I only say that now specifically because I just I I never ceased to be amazed by how subtle chemical imbalances can change everything, much as other factors in life always play some role. I'm not putting every every problem I had during that period down to that entirely, but that was the enabler of agency when I identified that issue and fixed that. Suddenly, my energy le levels quadrupled within the space of a few days. Mood went up a few notches and it gave me the agency to, to just practically not only get more stuff done and start exercising and regularly the way I wanted to again and all that all that kind of sensible stuff but it enabled it, uh, agency to do all those other things and it's worth I just want to reflect on that very briefly because I think that's um it's amazing how you know subtle imbalances like that it, for someone who leads who on paper an extremely healthy life can can happen and it may, from the outside looking in, appear like over-analysis or obsession. Um, it isn't, uh, for more reasons than I have time to list, but that would just give the impression that I'm over-analytical again. I, I genuinely enjoy the constant incremental adaptations uh, and changes to lifestyle that I make. I love, I love cultivating that habit of constantly altering and changing habits uh, and when you get on a roll with that kind of thing you are going to be the kind of person who could very easily talk someone's ear off about this, this amazing new thing you've discovered and all of that but that's much as we may have a cliche idea of that sort of person who's a bit of a pain in the ass at parties what could be more fascinating and ultimately given that this is a an artist podcast journal type thing, what could be more creatively inspiring than understanding the very mechanics of us? Because this, this is it, surely. Um, to, to perpetuate a disconnect between mind and body and think about any kind of health style adaptations that are good as a nuisance or a chore uh, seems extremely cynical and obviously corrosive but yeah it's, it's just worth mentioning I thought so point number two good news very good news I have uh, a portrait I did a few years ago um, I submitted a couple of works for a local um, competition stroke opening public exhibit type thing and a portrait that I painted a few years ago has been shortlisted for that in Whitstable. Um, I forget the name of it now but I'll, I'll keep all that stuff updated on social media anyway. But that'll be fun. Um, the event is this Saturday I think. I think this coming Saturday, I think it's Saturday now. Um, and 
Yes, that amongst a few other things has has helped in prompting me to actually work towards some more portraiture and painting projects on the horizon, which I'll get into shortly. But that will be good. Um, there'll be prizes, of course. Uh, I hope I win because I like to have some money right now, especially. But they will be all those shortlisted paintings and pieces will be on display in Whitstable for a month or so, I think. Um, number three. So, future projects. I had a really nice bit of a brainstorm the other day here about that video project that I was talking about. Short video piece, one minute duration. Um, and I'll, I shan't go into more of that now because that's that's imminent. But I'm really excited with what I started off with here in terms of planning and ideas. I'm going to start with the soundtrack and plot that all out. Uh, and I'm incorporating a lot of uh, speaking um, persuasive NLP kind of techniques in language, meshing things together, very much treating progression of words in a musical way along with, with other rhythmical musical elements going on, binaural beats, pulsing sounds, uh, should be quite an immersive hypnotic experience I think, um, all for a good reason I believe. The themes will naturally given may be quite ambiguous in nature and yet will be kind of chiming towards a, a common um, form that is consensual, con a, a consensual reality where, yeah, uh, transcendent, I suppose, is the word that's that comes to mind in terms of where I'm going with that. So, watch this space about there. And now kind of on that subject, really sort of dipping into an area that prompted, uh, that helped cultivate a clearer art theory in terms of a lot of my abstract work and now how that may spill and inform into other elements I'm using with this video piece underway and a few paintings, there's one potential portrait commission, maybe two on the horizon now. So we're looking at the next four or five month kind of trajectory leading up to, maybe a bit further leading up to April when I am exhibiting video installation pieces in uh, Sandwich um, for the month. So yeah, uh, I will, yeah, no, that's, that's it. I'll, I'll start with text. So I want to touch upon approximate self expectations, notably on this occasion, that of male and female distinction and all the obvious implications many people want to unpack about that. From an initially biological perspective, the application of male and female uh, 
elements has from time to time made me contemplate the yin-yang type of binary symbiosis that has, through one example or another, been the key theme of my recent MA to post-MA art theory, that of binary approximations as a means to navigate the universe we share and process. Indeed, uh, whether this often essential process of binary approximation we depend upon to identify, navigate and at best adapt our way through this consensual reality is ultimately a reflection of what we're witnessing, e.g. Uh, a digital universe, brackets digital physics stroke philosophy, uh, worth looking up if you're interested. But to close in, uh, all right, here's, here's some grammar issues, but to close, oh, you know, that, that, that is correct, as, as we were, but to close in back to the reproductive and evolutionary distinctions between male and female, I feel uh, obliged to clarify. I don't believe I have anything charged or confrontational to say about gender identity. And I'm constantly mindful of clarifying that, as I've seen before, how easy it is to push an agenda for or against something with, with all that intellectual ambiguity. I happen to love ambiguity as a methodology, of course, but I feel I'm more inclined to those universal quantifiers, stroke consensual truths, and less so on the more specific interpretations. Given that, and more aside, this isn't going to be uh, like a cliche advert for Jordan Peterson or anything else, or anyone else for that matter. I believe those discussions are a matter for those intellectuals to discuss in a well-mediated way, not sensational, um, not sensationalised by compulsive evangelism for or against one esteemed spokesperson or another. But for the record, as far as I'm concerned, if you're at a loose end in life, by all means tidy your room, read whatever you need to, but I find it best to keep any practice of self-help as simple and open as you possibly can. For the record, again, I am mindful of two key points of what biological approximations albeit subtle, that may accurately correlate with the approximate, approximate male and female distinction. Emphasis on approximations making all necessary allowance for cultural conditioning. And likewise, I believe the means of interpreting any ongoing scientific knowledge can be complicated, unclear and sometimes dangerous. This might be lengthy and a wordy one, but believe me, I learned in the past I have to really try my hardest to clarify uh, things on this subject. Being what would be described as a cis heterosexual male, I have to admit many of the classic male and masculine archetypes can appeal to me and I hope I've already clarified that does not include the normalisation of any kind of toxic behaviour. And I have to hammer this home though I entirely appreciate how easily 
that normalization can be done, especially for many impressionable men and women who are susceptible to following warped boundaries and toxic things of whatever nature. Saying that all this can appear confusing to some is not, I don't believe, a symptom of any kind of toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is a symptom of toxic masculinity. A man's feeling of hostile alienation simply has the potential of becoming toxic with the wrong interventions and honestly I think the smartest way to address that is positive reinforcement of more desirable behaviour to slowly take the place of the aggressive reinforcement of undesirable male behaviour, albeit as relevant as that is. This I believe requires finesse to work to take a step beyond gender-neutral values and get through to the masses of people with approximate positive male role models who can signify persuasively some essential qualities of maleness. I can postulate on what maleness is or attempt to, but that's definitely above my pay grade. My key belief stands only that that is a sensible direction to move towards. While many choose a more gender-fluid approach of positive identity, it would be conducive, I think, for all, for all to move society forward in a progressive direction by generously featuring healthy and virtuous archetypes that evoke a distinctive sense of male and female embodiment. In a nutshell, I hope, one that can celebrate the common distinctions between males and females with equal merit to our transcendent common consciousness as humans. Jesus Christ, we're nearly there. Um, with that personal stance clarified, I began, I began reflecting on my inclinations within the approximation of cis male heterosexuality. When... Initially, I, well, most most notably when recovering from circumcision surgery a few years ago, uh, this procedure was not for religious reasons or or disease related. For um, for the record, it was simply a matter of a certain bit of non malleable flesh being in the wrong place. The condition is called frenulum frenulum brevet. Sorry if this is all going too graphic for people now. That's as detailed as it's going to get. If you're one of those desperate activists who wants to refer me to uh, wants to refer to me as mutilated now, I suggest you look the condition up before telling me how I've uh, ruined my life. Uh, then go piss off and pursue something more meaningful. Why not play with your foreskin? <laughs> I find it quite ironic that a lot of people who preach how important their foreskin is can actually be very insensitive. Now, as I was coming to, circumcision as a personal experience prompted me to reflect on the relevance of male identity uh, to myself and inevitably how that reflects on society, blah, blah, blah. During that period, I enrolled 
on my MA and it immediately informed the subject of my first essay, which might uh, may well be on my website somewhere. The gist was looking at an example of male and female rites of passage from another culture, um, what potentially what potential correlations there were there to the act of sensitivity. Uh, the points and execution of the essay are vague at best, to be honest, and demonstrate some someone who was uh, into oh Christ, there we go with the grammar sedated i don't know what that word was even meant to be um i'm dyspraxic forgive me for this randomly uh okay demonstrate someone who was uh sedated randomly tapping into some interesting ideas and leaving the rest to destiny not a huge departure from what i do now um but the essay has its qualities as I believe have I. I have since contemplated how I might progress that train of thought. At the time I did not have the toolkit to navigate mindfully past those loaded subjects as much as I feel I may do now, so perhaps now it's more to the point. Where am I coming from with all of this? Granted I'm a white, heterosexual male, but not one who's trying to victimise oneself. I am one who has been misled via my own previous anxieties and seen plenty of that happen in other men, sometimes to very extreme degrees, and frankly, desperate lengths and degrees. I feel very astute to identifying the typical thinking process in many men that can escalate into realms of destruction that goes hand in hand with the self-destruction. On those grounds, I believe my account of things belonging to the demographic that I do uh, are currently valid observations. Um, so when talking about how to progress the train of thought I mentioned, I'm considering what the signifiers would be in my life to achieve a naturally transcendent and approximate form of fulfillment. The rationalist, the rational, let's try that one more time, the rational, rational, rationalist, the rationalist, that wasn't so hard was it, the rationalist in me tells me that fulfillment is a matter of mindfulness and meditation. The, to invent a word, I think, primalist in me, susceptible to obtaining other things, wants to excel in a certain role or an idea of a role that feels pre-assigned to me, um, ranging between some spiritual and biological manner of self-prescribed prescribed destiny within an approximate form. Inner peace seems too easy in comparison. Regardless, I believe further cultivating presence of mind um, is conducive for all of these things. Uh, the step beyond or toward, which is central to the creative theme of binary navigation I already described, is the new game changer, um, the new revised direction in life, as much creatively 
as personally, as much transcendent as primal, as much digit zero as digit one. At this point, I ended up thinking, perfect point to um to insert your favourite Morpheus quote from the Matrix, because I'm wrapping that back round to the reference I made to digital physics and philosophy, which I again suggest looking up. Not that I'm an expert on that. Incidentally, with the Matrix, uh, Keanu Reeves is in his fifties. Now, um, I, I think if we can take anything from that, given the shape he's in, we, uh, well, if you take anything, um, any one point home from, from all of that that I just read and was talking about, uh, it's that we all need to learn Kung Fu. So that's it for this week's entry. Uh, sooner or later, I'm going to arrange some kind of background setup make this look a little more professional because um, I can uh, so yeah no that's 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 everything I want to elect another tune as I have been doing at the end of each entry um, Abandoned Window by John Hopkins look that up listen to it it's good thank you for your time I hope no one's watched it uh, that's fine I grateful to myself for putting this time in so I can do it again better and so on.